What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending, the Royals being very active in the last 24 hours. One trade is official. That involves Michael A. Taylor going to the Minnesota Twins. A couple of pitching prospects, including a left-handed pitcher, coming back to Kansas City. We'll talk a bit more about that. Also, Alberto Mondesi, according to reports, has been traded to the Boston Red Sox for left-handed relief pitcher Josh Taylor. Josh Taylor out all last season doing an injury. Uh, we have not gotten the official word from the Royals, but multiple reports now say that the deal is done. A player to be named later also involved in the trade, but the end of the Alberto Montesi era, I think like, at some point in time, as much as the talent, of course, is still there, you get sick of not being able to rely on a player. It is kind of time to just like wipe your hands clean and be done with it and move on. And I feel like that's where it got to finally. Yeah, I mean, Taylor was a very good major league reliever for the two years he was healthy in 19 and 21. He was hurt in 20 and 2022. So, I mean, you're not getting much. I'm not going to try to tell you and be like, wow, what a haul you got. You got way more for Michael A. Taylor than you got for Mondesi, which would seem egregious based on the kind of prospect he was. But honestly, he's played in less than half of the games over the last four years. It's time to move on. He couldn't stay healthy, and it really started to feel that way. Next up on Watch Training, Kansas has dropped its third game in a row after losing to Baylor last night, 75-69. to Number 5, K-State, will be in action and play number 12, Iowa State, tonight at 8. Missouri will take on Ole Miss tonight at 6. Unvery- I know that Kansas fans freak out in the middle of every year, but still, dropping their third in a row, that's very un-Bill self and very un-Kansas-like, uh, generally speaking. No kidding, man. It's been frustrating. It's been brutal to watch. Brutal to watch. they got all kinds of issues right now. Look, I, I'm, I'm sure they will eventually turn it around to a certain extent, but it's definitely uh, been brutal to watch the last four games out, four or three games out for the Kansas Jayhawks, and, and last night was another one. They're just not getting good play for their guards. It really is the Jalen Wilson show right now. That's about all they got going for them. Yeah. I mean, it, well, unfortunately, just counting on him and him alone to solve their problems. Grady Dick can't hit a three, and nobody mm-hmm. else can see me. They're, they're not deep. That's that's what's really I'm just waiting. Not I'm just waiting for the next Wave in the Wheat podcast because I need I need to hear the plan. I need to hear what the plan is going to look like from from Nick Schwert. Like, how do, how they, do you fix it, How Nick? do they solve this? That better be on the next Wave in the Wheat podcast. Um, some, so some of these guys that have not been good need to just magically get better. That's the answer. So the guys the who that does happen under Bill Self sometimes. So the guys who haven't been dudes need to become dudes. Hmm. Uh, by the way, I fully expect the che- there, the the Hawks to rip off like nine in a row and win the Big Twelve by a game or two. Seen this story about fifteen times before. We have. I would argue the Big Twelve is better now that it has been in some of those years where they. See, done I would it. argue it's not. No. No. Okay. I guess, like because here's what will happen: K State, Texas, Baylor. They mm-hmm. will also have a stretch where you they lose the, the, two of three. Or three of six. Hopefully, it happens all if you're a KU the fan. time. Uh, here's the latest odds to win the Big 12, though. For the first time all year, Kansas State, the favorite to win the Big 12 Conference, plus 250. The Jayhawks still have the second best odds, three to one. Of course, those two teams are going to play each other in Lawrence very, very soon next week, I think it is. And then Texas, plus 450. Baylor, plus 490 to win the Big 12 as everything's starting to get a little more jumbled right now. But... That win in Manhattan for the Wildcats obviously continues to look even bigger. Kansas can't stay play again, what, next week? Yep, yep. That is that is correct. Next up on What's Trending, Bill O'Brien back with the New England Patriots. He have officially announced he's the offensive coordinator. The, the normal cycle of be head coach in the NFL, get fired, go to Nick Saban, be the OC, and then get another job. This time it's not another head coaching job, but uh, the old butt chin of Bill O'Brien is back in Foxborough. In retrospect, Bill O'Brien's been the single best coach off of the Bill Belichick coaching tree, probably. 
And their yes. offense was awful last year. Letting Patricia run it was a horrid decision. So having uh, Bill yes. O'Brien back in house is certainly the right call. Lastly, on what's trending, former Kansas City Chiefs assistant Mike Scaffa will have a second interview with the Texans today. He's expected to be one of the front runners for that job. I think D'Amico Ryans is expected to be the front runner for that job. But I think Kafka's a real contestant there as well as in Carolina, where they're both expected to probably have new quarterbacks going into next year. Lastly, on what's trending, the Royals uh, announced their promotions for the 2023 season. Opening day. How about on opening day, Bobby Witt Jr. bobblehead? Just right out of the gate. Usually an opening day. Normally, it's, let's be honest, normally it's like the 2023 magnet schedule or whatever, right? Which Actually, I'm sure, I, honestly, big fan. Uh, so Doesn't on my fridge. So, same. I still have like the 2021 magnet on my fridge, as a matter of fact. Like, so I, I, nothing, but normally that's the opening day giveaway. And I'm sure that I haven't I've seen the full list, but I'm guessing that'll happen. But no, right out of the gate against the Twins on that Thursday, Bobby Witt Jr. bobblehead giveaway. Also now, now friend of the show. MJ Melendez has a create your own bobblehead coming out What's in the first mean? week. I, I'm guessing it comes in pieces and you put it together. I don't know. How is it? It's still his bobblehead. But Do I like, get to choose the order or the pieces? I don't know. There's like different jerseys. I have no Most idea. Most importantly of all, in mid-April, there is finally, after many complaints from myself to the Royals organization oh, yeah? and me specifically requesting to their media department that this exists, UMKC night coming to the K. They had K-State night, Kansas night, Missouri night. Nebraska Huskers night. Yeah. Come get a UMKC night. We're back. We're in. Not I'll, back. I'll We're peel, here for I'll the first back time. The curtain for all of you. So during Big the, night during the during the uh, the break. Very excited. The email comes through. We're both looking at the promotional calendar. I mentioned the Bobby Wood Junior bobblehead. Cody mm-hmm. screams <laughs> at the top. Uh, scared me. Honest. I didn't know what it was wrong. Shocked. Cody screamed at the top of his lungs. UMKC night. Very much louder than that, by the way. Yeah. And Probably. He's, I've never seen you that excited. Very excited. We have, I have specifically, I'm, I'm dead serious. So we you're taking credit. You're Royals. taking credit. No, I'm not taking credit because it took three years. I've been asking for three years for this. Okay. There's no way I can take credit if it takes three years. Somebody else more important at UMKC got this done. Okay. How are, how the, but I will how be in the attendance. looking so far? Not great. No. Uh, but I will be in attendance for UMKC night at the K. Do you think, are you hoping? We should all go together. Are, you, ho- are you hoping that they let you throw out the first pitch or something for that night or what? As a esteemed wow. UMKC grad, you know? That's a good point. Do you think let's, you sh- Will you ask, uh, let's get Sam Mellinger on the line. Let's find out if we can make that happen. Is he the person in charge of that? I mean, I, I don't think that's his uh, in his realm there. Oh. I don't think he's in charge of promotions. No, but it feels like he's important enough. He, he That is true. Maybe I could put Vinny on it? You think Vinny oh, would? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he wants to focus on that for you. That's what's trending. Here on Cody and Gold. Reminder coming up at 1 o'clock. Nate Taylor from The Athletic going to join us in studio. Get his thoughts, of course, on everything that's already transpired this week. It's only Tuesday, but there's a lot of trash talk going on in Cincinnati heading into this game. Of course, get Nate's perspective. What is Nate hearing? He's well-connected in the Chiefs organization. What's he hearing about the ankle for one Patrick Mahomes? And, of course, uh, seeing the Chiefs as home underdogs for only the second time in Patrick Mahomes' career. That is reality heading into the AFC title game. But also, playoff Frank is back. This happens. This, this, is, this is what he does. He gets a sack last week against the Jags, and now he is tied for fourth all-time with Reggie White for the most postseason sacks in NFL history. I'll go back to the, the quote that came out. I think it was James Palmer uh, that had tweeted it out right before kickoff, and he was talking about the, the groin injury for Frank last week. And he said, you know, Frank feels great. He's like, he feels scary, I think was the exact quote. Uh, and he, 
he had like he feels different like clearly he knows he's different like he had a f- different feeling heading into that game and come playoff time for whatever reason Frank Clark is a different football player I'm not saying he's on playoff Frank level of 2019 where he certainly was ridiculous that entire postseason yeah. on the way to Super Bowl a good start though but one sack already one sack already in the bag and he has a chance before this if the Chiefs were to win on Sunday and get to Super Bowl he could end up moving up Cody with another sack or so. He could be like sa- uh, third all time in postseason sacks in his career. He, I mean, he's going to end up there. I don't know who he's playing for next year. I don't think it's the Chiefs, but maybe a playoff team. I guess I at know. this point, well, I mean, it certainly seems likely he could end up with a playoff team because Carlos Dunlap and others, I would feel like you're having the argument and the conversation that is those guys will, like, Frank Clark is going to become that. He's going to become the let's sign Suggs, let's sign Dunlap, let's find the veteran pass rusher who's going to get a six to seven sacks, and then come playoff time, we can count on him. Frank Clark's definitely going to just be bouncing around from playoff team to playoff team. That feels like his future eventually, if it doesn't end up that he's back in Kansas City, which seems unlikely, I guess, at this point, although I don't think I wasn't confident he was going to be back each of the last two seasons. And yet we're back with playoff Frank, and that's the case. To me... It wasn't just that one sack. He was a different player in that game. And he talked leading up to it. Frank Clark's been quiet all year. He gets one pregame interview with James Palmer, and all he does is says, I'm coming for you. That's it. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for everybody. Watch out. I'm back. He must be feeling healthy or something because he hadn't said anything all year, stepped in, and then is like, I feel great, and I'm coming for this postseason. And honestly, at this point, it completely changes my perspective of how much I was counting on Frank Clark this postseason. Because now he's set a new standard for himself, and I'm counting on being a part of a a trio of pass rushers that can get to the quarterback at any particular moment. Jones, Karloftis, and Clark. Yeah, but playoff football clearly is just, it's a different animal. You have Frank Clark who finds a way to play at a different level in the postseason, and then on the flip side, it's unpredictable because Chris Jones is having a career year, and yet he still can't get the playoff sack. It's just it's just weird how that works out. Now, I know. I would argue that Chris Jones being Chris Jones also is why Frank Clark was able to he get the sack. He was impactful in that game, and yeah. people don't want to hear it Correct. anymore because yep. it's weird because like one sack would just change everyone's opinion. That's it. This. Get the one sack in the, po- in the postseason. And, we'll and stop then, talking about that, it. That's right. That's exactly how it, work, how it would work. And I'm sure nobody wants that one sack more than, than, you know than, than Chris Jones. I, is, it, is it fair to say that this whole thing has been a little bit overblown? Blown about Chris Jones, given what Frank Clark has done. It's too many games, man. But it's it like doesn't. 12, 13 but, games. but Cody, it doesn't matter when you have another guy who is having a historical run sacking the quarterback. So, what are we actually complaining about? If you're getting the production from somewhere, why does it matter that one guy is not doing it as much as another guy? It's just a perception game. You're still yeah, getting because, after so the you quarterback. Know what it is? It's we just not care. the guy you expect it to be. Here's the thing: we didn't care. Chris Jones didn't have a playoff sack when Frank Clark was getting there, winning the Super Bowl. But then when last year, when they weren't getting any playoff sacks, I care that it's not Chris Jones. But if, if Frank Clark because wants he's to the it, one I got to count on. But if Frank Clark wants then to I get don't three care. and a half sacks this postseason, then I don't care. Chiefs win the Chris Super Bowl Jones and Frank Clark, yeah. And Chris, yeah, if you're saying Frank Clark gets three and a half sacks and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, I don't care how many Chris Jones has. You're right. I don't. And he maybe helps, as Gold pointed out, get those guys those sacks. But the problem is we always assume that to get those sacks, we're going to need them from Chris Jones. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably a fair assessment of the like how the the narrative goes with that, which is no, you know, if if you're winning, right, winning cures all. All of a sudden, criticism's not nearly as high when when you're winning. If the Chiefs' season ends on Sunday and you say the Chiefs only got one sack or no sacks, and one of them wasn't Chris Jones, and they lose, 
people are going to be very frustrated. Uh, and it's also going to be in an offseason where he's going to likely want to be, you know, what what was the estimates uh, Gennetti from Track gave? Uh, four for 120? Is that right? Something like that? Yeah. Or three? Yeah, yeah no, four, four, for four for 120. Yeah, four for one, not three. Four for 120. Four for one, <laughs> three for 120? <laughs> four for 120. That's quarterback yeah. money. Yeah, four for 120. But yeah, I mean, look, good for Frank Clark. I, I, I've told you, like, there's other than just the, the thrill of seeing the Chiefs make it to another Super Bowl. They're the other the moment that I'm most looking forward to if the Chiefs can win on Sunday. I, I keep saying, it, but truly is the post game on field interview with Frank Clark. I mean, it will be incredible considering all the trash talk that's coming out of Cincinnati this week. Burrow head, right? You got Mike Hilton out here saying this on the sidelines. We'll see y'all in Burrow head. Yeah, baby. Hey, give me Damn, they won two games in Arrowhead, and they just straight up tried to rename <laughs> it in Burrowhead. It's a pretty, that's pretty good. Can you make a commitment man. to all of us here on the show, real quick? Can you make a commitment? I don't know. You guys, can you make a commitment? It's been like a month in a row that we're doing this, so it's hard to say. Maybe. Do you know what the commitment is? No. Okay. If Frank Clark gets a sack or Chris Jones, you make a playoff Frank song or a playoff Chris song, a Sack Nation song, something. Mm. You'll have two weeks to get it ready. Okay. If they win on Sunday, you'll have two weeks before the Super Bowl. We'll, we'll, we'll play it, Radio Row, Super Bowl, and it'll be a Frank Clark type of set. You can even do a live performance on Radio Row. Get some, get some eyeballs on everybody. Certainly get some eyeballs. Uh-huh. There's no doubt about well, that. Well, you commit. If Frank mm. or Chris get a sack mm. and they win on Sunday, there's either the playoff Frank sack song, and you can talk about sharks and everything, or and you can maybe, maybe you, can do, uh, you can do a spinoff of, uh, uh, what's the one, Baby, uh, Baby Shark or whatever it is? Baby Shark? Or whatever, yeah. Uh, you can do your own spin on that, or you can just come up with sack, something Sack Nation related. That would Chris be the Jones easiest gets. song ever. Just play off Frank. Do, 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 that's it? Play off Frank. Do, do, do. Yeah, sure. That's the whole uh, song. I mean, that one I could do like today. It's got to be a little bit more than that. I feel like we should probably shoot for a different song than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will commit to a song. And yeah, text line is actually one one game at Arrowhead, I guess, since he won. Not two, one. Oh, oh yeah, dude, you could do you yeah. could do playoff Frank to the tune of T Pain buy you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's I think right I up your that. alley. That is right up your alley. And unlike uh, Baby Shark, it won't be super annoying. Uh, after, someone says like, if it's it the second time. Someone says if it's Frank Clark theme, you got to kind of go old school. You got to go old school. Someone says old school Compton theme. Old school Compton theme. Mm-hmm. Mm. He's from that. I don't from. want to hear Cody. Cody rap. I, mean, I, I kind of do. I kind of, kind of do. But the thing about doing a T Pain is you get to do the auto tune, and that'll automatically make it sound better. That's true. So, will you commit to some sort of song related to Chris or Frank? If either get the sack and they win, they have to win on Sunday. Otherwise, nobody's going to care. I will. I will commit. To That's that. a commitment. That's a commitment. We got it. That's a verbal commitment. Okay. Good. Lock it in. Thank you for that. That is breaking news. It's important breaking news on this show. I think so. There was a little bit. Go ahead. Yeah, there's, uh, maybe oh. you're about to break this news as no, well. I know, I know where you're going. I, we'll get to Adalberto Modesty and the trade that reportedly has gone down, sending Adalberto Modesty to Boston in just a second. But Nick, I guess, had something as well. Yes. Yeah, so every day at uh, noon on this show, we do a segment called What's Trending. We talk about the things that are trending in sports today. And earlier... This afternoon, I mean, I mean, no, no, no more than ten minutes ago, 
we were discussing the fact that uh, Kansas State is now the favorite, the betting favorite to win the Big mm-hmm. 12. Correct, yeah. But as we know, Kansas has the pedigree, Bill Self, and all the conference titles, and those two teams will be playing each other next week. But, yeah, next Tuesday. Yeah, next Tuesday in Allen Fieldhouse. Gold had actually, during What's Trending, mentioned <laughs> that those two teams were playing next week. Uh-huh, and then I said it too. And no more than 10 <laughs> seconds later, and no less than 24 hours after doing the exact same thing yesterday, <laughs> Cody Tapp not paying attention strikes again. Kansas State, the favorite to win the Big 12 conference plus 250 the Jayhawks still have the second best odds three to one of course those two teams are going to play each other in Lawrence very very soon next week I think it is and then Texas plus 450 Baylor plus 490 to win the big 12 as everything's starting to get a little more jumbled right now but that win in Manhattan for the Wildcats obviously continues to look even bigger Kansas Kansas State play again what next week oh my I actually like that more because sometimes he'll repeat it as a statement. Uh, yeah. I like it more as a question. Asks he also a asked question. a question. <laughs> we both asked a question. Oh, do you man. have the answer? They yeah, do play they next do. Tuesday. They do. Next confirmed. Tuesday, the 31st. It is confirmed. Go and lock at, that into your schedule. Else. Yesterday's was worse. Yesterday's was worse. You than think so? One. Less time. Less time had passed. This was, was quick. Yesterday's was worse than what we just yeah. heard. Yeah, those are the ones that. You know, I wouldn't have known that he did it unless somebody on the text Texas line good. alerted me. They're quick. They're quick. Which yeah. makes me wonder how many of these slip through the cracks each week. None, because the text line doesn't ever miss. <laughs> the text line's never missed a single one. They were trying to accuse you earlier of one, and I was like, I don't know. I'm not looking at this Of me? Up. Yeah. Wait, what? Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, I, did, yeah. I missed it, and then I was like, I'm not digging through this right now. So they don't, they, they never miss. Text line never misses. Gosh, they catch everything. The Royals reportedly have traded Alberto Mondesi to the Boston Red Sox for a reliever, left-handed reliever Josh Taylor. And the Royals are expected to have a press conference, at, and I think right now, right, was when they rescheduled it too, and so we may get official word from the Royals. But uh, Alberto Mondesi, the talent has always been there, right? Like Nobody's ever questioned the talent. It's why you held on to him as long as you did sure. as well, right? But we all know the story for him. 90% of the conversation was always like, if healthy, oh, he's going to play 25 games for you, Cody. Oh, but then he's out for another 30. And it sucks. Nobody, like, clearly this is, this guy's injury prone, plain and simple. I mean, it's nobody wants to see anybody that has talent like that. But at some point in time, I do think there is almost a sense of relief. Like, you just wipe your hands clean, man, and, and be done with it because you can't keep a guy around any longer at this point, especially with a new regime and kind of a change of not only manager, new guy in charge and JJ Piccolo as well. Like it's time to move on. I, I have no problem with the move. I'm not, it's not like they got a great return by any means uh, for him, but it's time to move on, man. You cannot bank on him being available. And as much, you know, like you're right. You said it, you like, you wish him the best in Boston. I think there, there will always still be the fear from Royals fans though. that like watch him go and suddenly not be, honestly, suddenly not be injured in Boston. Not, not that you good want for him. To, yeah. Like, I don't, I, unfortunately for him, I don't believe he's suddenly going to just make it a full season in baseball because he's never done it in his big league career. As J.J. Piccolo just said a couple of minutes ago, as they're doing press availability, we can play any clips later. He said, you know, Bobby Wood Jr. is our shortstop. That's the mindset you have to have. Like, he's your shortstop. He didn't perform well enough defensively there last year. The organization probably doesn't think he's as good of a defensive shortstop. His Mondesi, but he's going to hit, and he's going to be on the field. Bobby Wood Jr. is on the field. And a lot of this doesn't even have anything to do with Bobby Jr. This just opened things up for him. 
It opens things up for center field and Drew Waters or Kyle Isbell. It lets them well, evaluate. Well, yeah, with the Michael A. Taylor trade, it certainly opens up center yeah, field. Yeah, well, I mean, for everybody, right? It's just now everything is a little more open. You get, If you decide to trade Dozier, who's another player, reportedly mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. the Royals have shopped around a little bit, then you are wide open and you can make your decisions. Honestly, this isn't about, like, you feel bad saying this because I like Mondesi and I had incredibly high hopes for his ability. He's one of the biggest busts in Kansas City sports history. Think about the guys, because, like, this is, this is how you rank them. Where they were taken, how highly they were thought of, and by the time they got to their inevitable sport, whether it be baseball, basketball, whatever, football, they, you know, where were they? So if you were a top five pick, right, Todd Blackledge is one of the biggest busts in Kansas City sports history. Or Jonathan Baldwin, who's Ryan, a first-round pick. Ryan Sims. I mean, Ryan you know, you know, Sims. These are the names that come to mind. A lot of them are NFL-related, but Look, sure. In baseball, it's a little bit different, because you can take guys in the first round, like Luke Hochaver. You can take them 1-1 overall, but Luke Hochaver helped this team win a championship. And in baseball, by the time Hochaver came to the big leagues, he wasn't being talked about like he was going to be the next Clayton Kershaw. He got to the big leagues. People had hope for his ability. Mondesi got called up in the World Series mm-hmm. because of how highly the organization thought about him. He started opening day despite players in the minors having better track record. Whit Merrifield came in, played a half a season, played great for the Royals. They then benched him the following season to start the year to again play Adalberto Mondesi. They made bad. They made bad organizational decisions around this player well, because you felt because in love they with the thought talent. Ev- yes I mean, because you're so talented yeah, and understand I hope it still comes together I do I, I don't wish him any I hope he gets healthy I hope yeah. he gets to play but he you as, know, as, do I, as do I but I'll be honest I'm, I'm glad that they're finally trading him I am too I like, get the same time yeah, I, you're ready I, of I, asking the I'm question in I'm honestly, April and saying is he going to stay healthy yeah, this year I, I yeah. think I, I feel like most Royals fans are like sick of that you can still be uh, you know rooting for him to have success in his career but I am I am very we don't happy. have to count in April will he be on the yeah, field I am very happy they finally moved on because they it, wait they gave him every opportunity to try to find a way to make this thing work in terms of you know getting him healthy and remember there was reports that they tried to ask him to to, to train in a different way in the off season yeah. and things like and then there was a, you know in just, retrospect it, they should have traded him way sooner you got the absolute yeah. lowest amount of value you could have considering yes. the prospect he was you could have traded him at literally almost any other point of his career and you would have gotten a greater return than you got now but I also understand why they were trying to make it work again. Super talented. Tons of it. Endless, as a matter of fact. He looks different on the field than most people look mm-hmm. when he plays. But it just, it, it was time. Like, you know how this works. Change of scenery and, works for players. And if you're Boston, you gave up very little. And why not? It's not your, you know. You have a reliever who wasn't healthy with you. Yeah. He's never failed for you. It doesn't you, matter. You're, you're taking no chance. And they just want, all they Boston wants is infield insurance. They're not even necessarily guaranteeing him 162 mm-hmm. games. Wouldn't play that, but. You know, they're just they're looking for insurance. Modesty's fine insurance. That's what he was in Kansas City, essentially, every time he got on the field. I don't know what they're gonna do now. I feel like there's still maybe four moves left before the training one, camp starts. The, the, I think there's still like another trade or two and a couple more signings. Maybe Grinky, maybe another infielder, but I don't think the Royals are done here. The the one I think to other than like Granky always looming out there, um, is with the report, because it's not official, the report that Araldus Chapman is going to be signed to the Royals, right? Pending a physical 3.7 million. That's still not official. That news came out last Thursday. It's Tuesday. They haven't made it an official yet. But if they sign him, look who they, they just got a reliever back in Taylor. They got a left-handed, a left-handed reliever in the Michael A. Tra- uh, Michael A. Taylor trade. And then Chapman's coming in. 
If that's the case, then does that open the door for, yeah, Scott Barlow or somebody else to be on the move? You start thinking, I mean, they're, that's three relievers if the Chapman deal goes through. Or Amir Garrett, who's three, only on one deal left on his, true. Left on his deal. That's three relievers that uh, that they've acquired in the last 24 hours. Yeah, and Amir Garrett's very well liked in, in the clubhouse and everything as well. That'll be interesting to see if that, if that actually happens. But that's happens. the thing. Yeah. Um, the Royals had a long time where they spent protecting that. Protecting mm-hmm. the clubhouse part, making sure that players who were well-liked were well-respected. They got rid of Ryan O'Hearn. People loved him. Mm-hmm. People in the clubhouse really liked Michael A. Taylor. I don't think that's going to stop them from moving Amir Garrett. They're clearly going to be more transactional in the J.J. Piccolo era. It's tougher. They should be. Because the Royals organization can't exactly operate like bad teams who don't have a fan base. Royals fans, we know you care. You know, We know you care, the players who are on your team. The thing is, it's easy to be transactional at this level, and they never were. The challenge in being transactional is when are you willing to trade players people like and perform well for you? That's Barlow. Look, it's easy to move the Michael A. Taylors of the world. It's easy to move the Mondesi of the world, in my opinion. It's easy to move those relievers who don't play a lot. Like, those are easy. It's harder to move players who have performed well for you, have control, and people like. Fans Mm -hmm. like. That's where the challenge really comes into play. So I don't know. Like, Josh Taylor's been a good reliever in the past, but... Hurt all of last season, so who knows what you're getting. I mean... Take a flyer. See what happens. At this point, you're trading your hurt player for their hurt player, and you're hoping it works out. Coming up next, though, finally, Cincinnati cannot claim this. We'll tell you what that is. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs Red Half Hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner of the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Back here on Cody and Gold, coming up in about 25 minutes or so, Nate Taylor from The Athletic, also host of The Nate Taylor Show, right here Monday nights, 610 Sports Radio, along with CDOT. Uh, Nate Taylor going to be in studio. Looking forward to chatting with Nate about, of course, all the talk that's going to continue to happen leading up to Sunday's AFC title game out at Arrowhead. And, of course, the health of one Patrick Mahomes, that ankle in particular. We'll hear from Andy tomorrow. Also, at some point this week, uh, hopefully uh, Mahomes will join CDOT on the drive. We'll let you know when we know that exact time and when that actually is going to happen. But, obviously, plenty to discuss with one Patrick Mahomes, who I'm sure is just uh, rehabbing the hell out of and getting treatment the hell out of that ankle right now. I don't know what that means. Nobody's been more focused on an ankle ever before. Mm. Ever. Ever? Ever. The most watched ankle in sports right now. I mean, currently, yes. I don't know how many other ankles you'd be watching. Was Kurt Schilling the bloody ankle or bloody was sock, right? It was the bloody sock, Kurt Schilling. No, that was near his ankle. Yeah. That was in a game, too. Like, that mm. was in the game. A lot of close-up shots of that. Mm-hmm. How many close-up shots of Mahomes' ankle do you expect on Sunday? Oh, plenty. Plenty. Tons, right? Mm-hmm. Like expect- some guy, some camera operator's job is to just zoom in on that thing for a majority of the game. Yeah, like I look forward to if the Chiefs are able to win two more games and win the Super Bowl, there will be like, I don't know if it'll be our guy Kevin Clark from the ringer. Someone will have like an in-depth piece on like behind the scenes of what actually went in to make him able to play. And there'll be some gnarly ass ankle photo that comes out. Like that's what that's only if they win the Super Bowl, right? There will be yeah. there'll be some Kevin Clark piece or somebody like that. And maybe our guy Nate Taylor, and it'll just be like a, a like a deep dive into the the treatment of the ankle. They'll have a sit down with Rick Burkholter and Bobby Stroop, and it'll just be this full breakdown of how he was ready and how he ended up putting together a legendary performance against Cincinnati in the AFC title game. 
Sounds nice. Do you guys think Kurt Schilling used ketchup in his sock? I don't. I don't think so. No, I think his his foot was probably there really were rumors. Well, I'm sure people were talking. There's conspiracies for everything, man. You guys fans of Kurt Schilling? Good baseball player. Really good baseball player. I think he sucks. So you didn't think he was a good pitcher? I, I you said do you like Kurt Schilling? No, the I, said, I know. I said were you a fan? Are you fans? Oh, uh, no. He was a very good baseball player, but no is the answer to your question. Well, I, I think that's all that should matter. Is whether or not you're good at sports? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Everything else comes second. Isn't that what the Hall of Fame's about? Just what you did in sports? Nick's a big OJ guy. Oh. oh. Like OJ Burroughs, the cornerback <laughs> no. for the Kansas Jayhawks? <laughs> orange juice. I really am not, though. I like know? orange juice. I have a screwdriver every now and again. <laughs> that's it, though? That's a great bre- That's like a great Las Vegas 9.30, 10.30 in the morning. Ah. After you've been out, it's a great. Just keep it going. I love, Vegas screwdriver, best place to have one. Oh, yeah. Big fan That's exactly screw, what I was talking big about. Big fan of the screwdriver, man. Yeah. Sex line says, big game for creepy foot guys. I'm assuming you mean Rex Ryan or so. <laughs> big game for Rex Ryan. <laughs> it's all covered. Have I just... you Real quick, have you watched Rex Ryan on TV recently? I mm-hmm. swear that guy's teeth are getting bigger and bigger every week. They're bright white, bright white, squeaky clean looking, but they're getting bigger and bigger, I feel like, as the season has gone on. I don't know what's going on there. I don't watch a lot of NFL pregame coverage. Have you seen the photo? Yeah, I'm looking recent? at some of the photos. It's Does, it's jarring. <laughs> it's like something's there's, changed, man. There's almost no doubt about it. It is. Someone brought up Rex Ryan's side. It's, it's, my mind went there because it's, it's been bugging me. I'm not the only one that's made that observation. No, it appears there are many photos on the internet <laughs> of his very bright teeth. <laughs> I am happy uh, that finally Cincinnati can't actually play the underdog card here. I mean, I guess they could try, uh, but they're not. They are actually the favorites in this game on Sunday. The line keeps moving, depending on what book you're betting with. The Chiefs are one and a half to two and a half point underdogs at Arrowhead. That's only the second time under Patrick Mahomes that the Chiefs have been an underdog under Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead. It's only the eighth time that Mahomes period has been an underdog. You got to go back to even 2017, the first time, his rookie season, the first time, I think it was against the Broncos when he actually was an underdog. And Patrick Mahomes has fared well as a, a underdog. Now, at home, when he's a dog, he's 0-1, right? So he lost to Buffalo this year. But in general, Mahomes is 6-1-1 against the spread, 5-3 and three straight up in games where he's a dog. Now, the ankle injury has not been a problem in the past. That's the difference. We all know he's dealing with this ankle injury, uh, which is certainly going to impact his mobility. To I mean, we don't know to what extent, but there's no way he will be as mobile. He just there's just no way. Hank high ankle sprain. It might be April before it really is like fully or March before it's like fully good to go. Uh, didn't turn my mind. I'm having a tough day. <laughs> go ahead, man. David Chow, who was on the drive, yeah, yeah, he yeah. yesterday had said less than fifty percent mobility, but eighty four percent effectiveness. If that makes sense, I, it doesn't. But the one thing is, I understand Mahomes has won some playoff games, like the Titans won, right? He's had some key moments with his legs in playoff games. But we can admit, right, that their offense is better suited to a pocket Patrick Mahomes than ever, right? Like if there was a time to have a high ankle sprain and he had limited mobility, it is now. It is as the Chiefs are currently constituted, where they are yak yardage kings and everything is in their favor. Because all the things you're talking about, like the underdog and everything that make you feel good about what Kansas City can be, are true. But it's, they are. They are sitting in a, a very rare game where you could make a very good argument. You could make certainly the argument that Cincinnati's had your number. 
You can make the argument Cincinnati's got the healthier quarterback, which certainly matters, and that they've gotten the better of you recently. They are probably appropriately Vegas favorites. But if you are telling me I get Patrick Mahomes with all of this noise as an underdog in a home playoff game, I love it. I'll take those chances. He's two and three in AFC title games, too, by the or four, two out of four, I guess. That first one I still think is so weird because I look back and I'm like, it's the first year as an NFL starter going against the single greatest franchise run in NFL history. It feels different to me. But he's two of the last three, he's victorious. I'll take those chances. And the fact that since he doesn't get to be like, mm, they're still trying to play. Everybody, well, nobody believes in us. Everybody hates us. But the Chiefs get to play that card too. They Cincinnati is going to keep doing it because you mentioned the Patriots there. Remember the Patriots even at the end of their run, oh, they, they were, were wearing it. like the yeah. underdog T-shirts. Him and Edelman and Gronk and Brady, and they weren't the underdog. So teams will find ways to motivate. But I, I do like it's an unusual spot. But in an AFC title game, the Chiefs are an underdog at home. It's just it's it's not a normal spot, and I kind of like it. It's by, I mean, how many times he's only been an underdog? Eight times, I believe. That's Twice at home. A lot. And that earlier was now this, this year against Buffalo. That was the said. first yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty low odds. What's funny is like all of this feels like, cause that line movement still feels too strong. Like is Mahomes not okay. Like, I don't want to keep talking about the ankle, but that's it's just like, yeah. what, why is the line? Cause I get why it moved a little. It opened up at two and a half. We all said that's too high. We all felt like the, the, People are going to pour money in on Cincinnati because they just beat the hell out of the Bills and Mahomes suffered an injury in the game. So we knew that that was going to be at least a factor in the conversation. But for just just for generally, I mean, you cover gambling pretty regularly. Four, five points of line movement is a lot. Usually it's always... That's a huge amount of movement. The only way you ever see it like this is injury related. You know, we go back to when the the Jalen Hurts rumors started. I don't know if you guys remember like over a month ago... We saw a huge shift in that. The first, there was the Eagles-Cowboys game before we knew Gardner Minshew was going to play. And all of a sudden, like there was line, like three, four, five points towards the Cowboys. And it was like, something's up. The only way you see that kind of line movement is QB injury. We already knew before the line came out Mahomes was hurt. But what changed? The Chiefs yesterday, as an organization, and Andy Reid, they confirmed what we all thought. They confirmed that the reports of the high ankle sprain were pretty, quote, pretty accurate. That also caused some more line movement yesterday, and we continue to see it uh, continue to see it today, and then you also get speculation, right? You know that you know the quote unquote. What information is what, you know is is it more severe? You know, you had Jake Glazer on Sunday night saying it looked better. Is there has there been a setback? A lot of it's speculation, and sometimes this will get you. You know, like the the books are probably going to be the way things are trending. Big fans of the Chiefs on uh, on Sunday with all the money coming in on on Cincinnati, and also there's a chance to keep an eye. Like if we get word on Friday that the ankle is actually in a much better spot again. You could you could see some late big money start coming on Kansas City that moves it closer to one or a pick'em. Like I don't think that's impossible uh, either. But um, the Chiefs, I mean, they're not. There's clearly going to be underdogs on on Sunday, and I love it. There's not nearly enough evidence because, like, well, home underdog one other time he's zero and one. I'm right. like, well, that didn't tell me anything. Right. <laughs> like I can't make yeah. a determination on if that means he should actually be expected to lose. But it takes a rare circumstance. It takes an injury and a team that you think is comparable to Kansas City on a talent perspective. Because if it were any, if it were the Jags and we knew the Mahomes ankle was like this, they'd still be the favorite. If it were almost any other team in the, I think honestly, if it were the Bills, they'd still be a favorite. I don't think. I think it's because, well, maybe maybe if not, the Bills destroyed Cincinnati. But it feels like Cincinnati, the way they've played, they haven't lost since what Halloween. That is that is a big a row, part yeah. of where people are betting this right now. And- 
And the uh, to your point, I mean, look, then the Chiefs played Cincy earlier this year. The Chiefs on the road were actually two and a half point favorites in that game, and, and they lost by three, as we know. Kansas City yes. did, um, but they were two and a half point favorites in in that game. And when you look at Cincinnati, things have changed for both teams. Their defense is playing a lot better. I would argue the Chiefs' defense is healthier, playing a lot better. Uh, Joe Tooney did not play in that game. The big question, and the reason why, like this is all week. It's all about. It's really about the ankle. Yeah, and it, it, it's it's going to be. Just a question of does it hold up throughout the game, I think. like, And that's why a lot of people also are probably willing to bet on Cincinnati. The thought that even if Mahomes starts, uh, does Chad Henney get in the game at some point? Does he, you know does the ankle get at, re-aggravated? Uh, whatever, you know, or is he ineffective? All that kind of stuff is, is certainly up in the air. But let's get to the random question of the day. Random question. For you, Gold. For you, Nick. Over in the text line, 913-586-7610. Of course, the random question of the day brought to you by the window source of Kansas City. This one coming from the uh, lives of celebrities. I don't know if you saw this story, but I'll ask a question. Following the story that was, there are rumors that Shakira left her husband of 11 years because she noticed something was missing. She had realized he was cheating on her because some strawberry jam had been consumed from the fridge and he doesn't eat it. (laughs) She's like, well, you're cheating because that's something you've never eaten. And now some of it's gone. Which is suspicious, to yeah. say the least. Yeah. Then they found out that uh, PK, who's a soccer player, was cheating. That's what she thinks. That's Ooh, the rumor for Friday Five. What? That PK is the name of the player. Okay. He was he was cheating. That's how she. That's the rumor is how she determined he was cheating on her, okay. and that eventually led to their eleven year marriage ending. What I want to know All from over you, the jam, the jam, dude, the jam got him. What is the thing in your house? Like this uh, is probably easier for Nick or I because we're in, but like, or the text line. But what is the thing in your house that if it were missing? You'd know that it's bizarre. You'd be like, there's no reason, like food or otherwise, something consumable, or you'd be like, mm. there's something wrong here. Something is off. Because you know the things, Nick, that Lindsay will not eat. If you were gone for a little bit and that thing was eaten, you would be like, why? Condiments. All condiments? Yeah, Lindsay doesn't do condiments. Kind of like MJ Melendez. So, like, if you came home and, the, and mustard was out, you'd be like, and you were gone all day, you'd be like, what happened here? Yeah, mustard, mayonnaise, ketchup, barbecue sauce, any of it. Any of it? Yeah. Man, she really doesn't do any condiments. I'm trying nope. to think of con- like consumable product because my fridge, we've discussed this, is pretty, pretty damn empty. It's got you know, the ice drawer. It's got a water pitcher. It's got a couple random beers in there, and it's got some string cheese right now. And that's it, guys. That's it. That's all that's There's in the certain fridge. kinds of beer um, I know my wife doesn't drink. So if a couple of those are missing, I'd be like, I don't think so. That's not the kind you drink. And what why? about the, What about the flip side? Oh, for you? Yeah, like how, what would your wife be suspicious pickles? of? I don't eat like just like jar of pickles. I don't eat those. So if those <laughs> were out or it was clear someone had consumed some of them, you would have to know it wasn't me. So you would assume you would automatically just know that she would know. You would say, man. She would assume. You would say, yeah, pickles honey, would be, pick- I know you're cheating on me with someone that likes pickles. That's what you would say. Dude, it wouldn't make, think about <laughs> it. If, if, if you're her, if you're her and she comes home and now more pickles have been consumed, you'd be like, Cody's never gotten into that jar and eaten a single pickle ever. And now they're gone? Yeah. That's that's it has weird because it has to be something that's always at the house. Yes, and it that's what it's always there. It can't just be like a random item. It has to be something that's always there because she is often consuming it. So pickles wouldn't really be in my house because they're never there. Oh, I'll tell you what. It would always be, and these aren't always there, but it would be some sort of random vegetable. Like if <laughs> if there was a thing of mushrooms at the house, and all of a sudden there were some mushrooms gone. That would be a dead giveaway because I won't eat mushrooms or beets, right? Something uh, like that. Uh, that Lindsay buys regularly? Not regularly, but, like, they might be at the house. 
But if some were consumed, she would either assume that you were mentally ill all of a sudden, or that somebody but else had come I, to I like. I do love the idea that like that's a weird I do love the idea that like I'm I'm cheating, and the person that I'm cheating on, it's just like, oh, can I kill some of these mushrooms? That's why jam really makes sense, or like that's a pickle, cool. right? Someone might just randomly eat that snack. Let's yeah. say this terrible hypothetical, and somebody like this your is spouse a terrible is, hypothetical. Yeah, like by the your way. spouse is cheating on you. You think the guy is taking the time to open the fridge? I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have a dill pickle. Dude, that's a that's a common snack thing for a lot of people yeah. though. Same as jam. After having sex, that's the easy guy's thing. like, I electrolytes. Have Pickles have <laughs> electrolytes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And you're already done some with people, the like. Some people not, will drink pickles, pickles when they're hungover yeah. or. Well, and, and like in this case, right? You're not worried about like, oh, I don't want my breath to stink like pickles. That, you just did all the um, stuff that led to it. The, you're fine. You can just eat the pickle now. You're safe. Nine one three five eight six seven six ten. Text line brings up a very fair question. Trying to figure out how hot was this woman that. Uh, he's cheating on Shakira. Well, he's a famous soccer player. Dude, this so, happens so, all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't get Hugh Grant cheating on Elizabeth Hurley. Dude, it happens all the time. I don't get it. Super rich people will cheat on super attractive people. It doesn't make sense, but How are you cheating on Beyonce? How are you cheating on Rihanna, Shakira? Any? I don't get it. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense, but it happens. Ooh. Okay. Nice question, Cody. <laughs> Text line all about the pickles. Someone else says, "Do I spend my entire paycheck on Propel and takeout?" Not all of it, but um, a majority. I definitely eat out ninety percent of the time. Yes, yeah, ninety percent of the time I eat out. When's I the last still time you maintain dinner. We know home? we've talked, but Cody disagrees with me. But I, I'm not a big leftover guy anyway. So typically, to me, there are arguments when it's just me that it, it makes more sense for me to go do carry out or takeout or eat in at a restaurant than it is for me to actually go and let's say buy something at the store and make a full blown dish because I don't, again, with the caveat, I don't do leftovers. So it is a one and done type of meal for me. I don't do leftovers. I think you need to start doing leftovers nah, I'm good. though. I'm good. No, though. but you're going to have to eventually, if you're going to be married and have kids, you're going to have to do left to. Yes, have you have to. You're, what are you going to do? Have takeout for every meal. No. When you have two kids. We will end up making food at home, but that doesn't mean you do leftovers. You're going to cook every single meal. Not every single meal, but you'll have a combination of eating out and cooking at home. You'll balance it out. Instead of 90-10, it'll be closer, you know, 40-60. I don't think you can get through life without doing leftovers. I'm sorry. I've, I've made it 32 years, bro. Made yeah, it but you're years. by yourself. You don't have to, you're not, you don't care for other people right I, now. I'm just saying. Did your family eat leftovers no. as a kid? No. No. That's part of the problem. I play, I, the I just entire play. Gold family refuses yeah. to eat leftovers. Yeah, I'm, yeah, you can ask anybody in my entire family. This that is, is not made so up. That is so weird. We're, yeah, and wasteful. Do left, they hate the earth. earth. Wow, <laughs> seriously, dude, you guys hate the earth. Mm-hmm. No, actually, we don't grab those styrofoam containers. We're actually saving the earth. Okay, you know. Styro- what, you think that we pack up leftovers in our house in styrofoam uh, at containers a res- at a restaurant, Cody? Do they give you a plastic <laughs> container or a styrofoam one? Usually, a styrofoam. Do you guys one. eat a lot of leftovers in your house, Cody? Yeah. Oh, Multiple my, times my house will be a leftover household. And we have to. And, and if they aren't, then I'll the just... And, no, dude, what are you talking about? No, they're they're airtight containers. <laughs> they got the burp. <laughs> like, it's supposed to close. <laughs> yeah, they don't, there's not, there's, they don't have a stinky fridge. I bet you my fridge is, I bet you my fridge is cleaner than your fridge. My fridge That's gets... Awesome. never gets used. There's just po- no it's way. Not, it's not possible. My fridge <laughs> gets cleaned. My fridge I gets cleaned every week. Nick, no, it's I, just not. Nick, you do it, not clean your fridge every yes, week. Yes, I do. Nick. Yes, I do. And I, that's Every great. weekend. You, why are you lying? By the way, I do not. <laughs> come over. You come are over. a liar. No, no, come you over. You are lying on the, the air. No, no, no. No person has ever cleaned their fridge once a week. You are lying on the show come for over. no reason. Come over after the show. Come over after the show. Every single Saturday, I throw out the stuff that made it to Saturday. Yeah. So who's wasteful now? 
th- that doesn't. I'm just saying, whatever's maybe like half a jar of something, or and then you wipe it down. You take yes. cleaner. There's no way. I clean up my. I don't have. I have a small I apartment. I refuse to believe. This. I have a small apartment, so I wipe down the counters right. you know, three or four times a week. I, after every single meal I cook, I'm wiping down the counters. I clean my bathroom and I clean my refrigerator every single week. Well, the bathroom, I get. I mean, I, yeah, sure. that makes sense. No I, one's going to order their counters. I'm not going to argue on your I mean, counters. Look, you've probably, let's put it this way, you've cleaned your fridge more recently than I have. Girls ever used but it, mine so. has a pitcher of water in it and some beer cans. It's got to be pretty damn clean, I would think. I don't spill. I've, uh, I've seen inside his fridge. Yes. It's, it's pretty sad. I don't uh, even want to look inside your fridge. Will you take like a I'd photo for us today? No, no. Do not tag me if you do. I don't want to <laughs> see it. Send us a photo. Sure, I will. Yeah, I mean, Send sure. us a photo. Yeah. It. The last time I saw it, it had a water pitcher, like a Brita pitcher. Yeah. It had some like Bud Light cans or something on the bottom, the cheese ones on the bottom rack. And then it had some string cheese in the drawer. There's still string I, I'm not cheese in there. There's still that string cheese. Oh, it. my God. There's that was the some, only yeah. thing in the fridge. There's still string cheese. We have to move on. There's still. Uh, I'm getting uncomfortable. There's definitely still string <laughs> my cheese. My toes in are there. curling up inside my shoes. Send us a photo later. Let's make it. It's not even. That, it's not economical to go through life like that. You need to cook food and then eat leftovers. <laughs> I'm spending like $3 a meal, man. Someone says meals for one. Easier to not have leftovers than meals for three plus. I agree. Right now, what? it's not a... I, right now, you're right, Nick, that if eventually that's something I might have to change. Right When it's just me, it is. It, it actually is not as crazy as it sounds when it's just one It's person. not more economical, but I understand your argument says it's not terribly expensive for yeah. you to eat. Now, if I have three or four people under one house, uh, yeah, it's different. I, I'm with you guys on that regard. Are you, you are you getting closer to getting married? You're talking like maybe you're ready to settle down. That's why I'm asking. Uh, I haven't said that at all. Nick agrees, right? He's talking about what it will be like when he has a family. Mm-hmm. Nick, you, you that's guys, different than normal. You just Nick just <laughs> put that scenario out there. Nick just put that scenario there. Hmm. Okay. I think you're ready to settle down. Do you think Tom Brady's ready to settle down with somebody else to retire, get rid of football? He was on his podcast. Wait, hold on. Dead serious. Oh. Before you play this audio, okay. I don't remember if I bleeped it. So Nick has to listen to it before. Oh, it's already it's already bleeped, I think, right? Did I you, don't want to say for sure. I right, have the dump on ready. This is totally not what we should be doing, but okay. Um, <laughs> That's Brady, why I changed the topic in the rundown. I was trying to save myself. Tom Brady on his own podcast. Jim Gray, of course, is like the host of the podcast. They're talking about Tom Brady's future, and Nick will have the dump button ready. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career, Jim. If I knew what I was going to, f- oh, oh, I, I was, I was worried. I paused. Wow, it. he paused it even though he was saying it. Continue. I was, I was a little, I was a little concerned. We'll go back now that we know it's clean. Let's all just listen together, and we're all comfortable. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career, Jim? If I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already f-ing done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. It's only the question scratching. that everybody wants to hear. You're scratchy. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. I don't even think. I think it's an act. I think Tom well, Brady's a phony. Of course it's an act. It's his own podcast. Like He was stunned that Jim Gray was going to. Of course it's an act, Cody. Now, do I believe he hasn't made up his mind? Yeah, I do believe. I don't think he knows what yeah, he wants correct. to do. I don't think he knows what he wants to do. But the whole, like, if I effing know. That was all for show. For the, here we are. We're playing a cut from his podcast. And Jim Gray, they already probably knew that that question was going to get asked. And it is what it is. Assuming it's his podcast, uh, he's included in the process of deciding yes. what is discussed if on Tom it. Tom Brady, deep down, did not want that question asked. 
he would have told Jim Gray not to ask and it wouldn't have got asked. It's, his, it's like you say, it's his podcast. So Man, would you like to keep co-hosting this podcast, Jim Gray? No, nah, it's it's gotten traction. It's what Tom it's what you know Tom wants some attention. This guys, we know the playbook. A lot of like Tom Brady is the GOAT, but guy, this happens every playoffs now that when he, you know, when he's not around still. Like so the years where he which is not very many, when he's not in the title game weekend or the Super Bowl, he does a great job of making sure he is relevant title game weekends and Super Bowl weekends, even when he's not playing. It happened when the Chiefs were playing the Niners and there was talk at that point in time, yeah. where would he go? I can promise you if the Chiefs end up in the Super Bowl or anybody in the Super Bowl for that matter, Tom Brady, there will be rumors radio row week in Arizona about where Tom Brady's going and it'll get leaked out by people around him on purpose. He wants to make sure this happens every postseason when, when it, this happened a couple years ago. It's just all for. He just loves attention. Like he can't help it only to create this. Fine, man. Go somewhere. Play or don't. Like we're like the rest of the world has moved on from the guessing where Tom's gonna play every day. Jim, if I knew what I was gonna fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Fair point, Tom. By the way, they're like best friends, so it's like there's just no way he would have thrown him under the bus like that. I censure antagonized. Could you have chosen a more <laughs> like regular ho hum like? broadcaster dude than Jim Gray well, to do LeBron, a podcast LeBron's with. interview, this the famous decision. Guess who was interviewing him then? That was Jim Gray. You know, I and mean, that's very successful career for Jim Gray. No, I'm not saying that. It just seems like a weird podcast co-host, if that makes sense. You tend to go like more yeah. upbeat, crazy personalities. Coming up next, 1 o'clock hour, Nate Taylor from The Athletic in studio telling us what the Bengals are going to do against Patrick Mahomes Sunday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.